Okay, welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And uh, this week, I gotta tell you, Brian picked this one, and I'm not excited about it. Uh-oh. Yep, and it's not that I'm not excited about the style of beer. I'm not excited about the maker. The brewer. The brewer. Okay. So this That's week, fair. we're going to try uh, Kugel's Oktoberfest. Now, I love a good Oktoberfest. Yeah. Like... And I want to talk about. I want to talk about a Marsden. Marsden. Okay, Marsden. Yeah, Marsden. We'll we'll get into what a Marsden beer is after uh, after we get into this one okay. a little bit. So let's uh, let's open this thing up and. So as we're opening this, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's the hesitation? Rich? Well, just the you have a bad uh, summer shandy story or. Clearly, Alexa doesn't like. Uh, Alexa's not a fan either. She's not a fan either. No. Um, it's not that I had a bad experience. I just, in general, no offense, Line and Kugels fans, I don't like their beers. Okay. I I don't. They're summer shanty. I never I never liked it. I mean, there's a couple others. I just. I feel like they have a wheat beer that's called Sunset Wheat. Yes. And it tastes like it legitimately to me tastes like fruity pebbles, which I, I'm not a fan of. That's and that's a wheat beer that tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's weird. That's uh, that's interesting. All right, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a shot. Line and Kugel's Oktoberfest. Hmm. I don't know, man. Seems a little thin. A little bit. A little bit. But you know what? It's not too bad. Let's talk about let's talk about where this style came from. Okay. And then I'll talk about the little the background on uh, which I like the background story on Line and Kugel's. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about where the style came from first, and then, okay. and then we'll get into this. So tell me about a Marzen. Well, I had to do a little research on this one because this is a style of beer that's been around, from what I could tell, 1553, right? Wow. So um, I've got some jotted notes, and we'll kind of get into what it is. But really what it is is just a style of beer that comes from a place. So like our very first, uh, I think it was our first one, we talked about uh, the Berliner, what was it? The first one where we had the... Um, uh, the well, beer the first that one, came from the first one was Crossroads was, was fair. Okay, nectar. so the second one. The second one was. was I'm looking. That tire. That tire, oh yeah, yeah so the Belgian, mm-hmm. the Belgian white there style. We go. Yep. So that was like a, a a beer that came from that certain area of of the world, really. Okay. And this is another one of those styles. So for a, a beer to be a Marzen, um, it's a style of beer that was made um, in, around Munich, Bavaria. Was it used to be called now known as Germany? Okay. So it's a style that's from there. It's a beer that's usually brewed in cold temperatures, a lager style beer. So it's, it's brewed and stored and kept colder. Takes longer to make these beers. A lot of brewers nowadays don't make um, lager. Takes a little bit more mm-hmm. um, money. You have to have a little bit more different equipment because yep. you have to keep stuff colder. Yep. It's really tough to do homebrew. You have to have like almost like an old freezer or something that you can temperature control to mm. maintain the, the fermentation stuff. So what it really comes down to, a Marzen style, is it's kind of interchangeable with Oktoberfest. It did, that style or that name came into play like in the 1800s. So before that, it would have been known as a Marzen style mm. beer. Um, they're made usually, from what I could tell, in the months um, April, this was by law, mm-hmm. April 24th to September 28th, 
was the time of the year you couldn't brew beer. Because I'm assuming the temperatures were, were so... This is, you know, way, way before, like, refrigeration. This oh, is putting beer in a, in a cave. Okay. Like what they used to do in Lincoln. That, you in, know... Yes. For yeah. the Blue Blood mm-hmm. Brewer. So the beers they had to be brewed by that time, and then there wasn't anything to be brewed before that or, or during that time, I'm assuming because of contamination and, and people getting sick. Sure. So a Marzen... Basically, the first part of that word really is is March in German. So that's because it's like when they would brew that beer. Mm-hmm. This was brewed, this style of beer is brewed in March or April. And then it does its thing, and then it's ready for October hmm. or Oktoberfest. Okay. So that's kind of where the, the name and the, and the style comes from. Really, it's just based on temperature and uh, seasons and that sort of thing. So is it the temperature and then the brewing? Well, of course, it's the brewing process, but is it it's that temperature that gives it that taste? That well, the temperature of... is is what helps it make the style and some of the flavor. But the other part of it really is just like roasted malts. Mm-hmm. This is where we get the amber kind of color that we should hopefully see in here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one of those kind of gateway beers, the style, the Oktoberfest, because yep. it's if it's done, you know, properly mm-hmm. and in, or really, really good, um, it's got a lot of flavor to it, right? Right. And it's it does have some color, so it doesn't look like a domestic beer. Yep. So it's it's probably halfway to a dark beer. People say I don't like dark beers. Well, this is like a halfway step to it, right? That's a good that's a good explanation. Yeah. And it's it should be malty. You would mm-hmm. almost describe it as spicy because sometimes there's some rye in there, and that mm-hmm. gives that sort of flavor. Um, but really, for the most part, especially here in the United States. People aren't straying a lot from just a few base ingredients in these beers. There are not a lot of flavored Oktoberfest. You're not going to find, like, raspberries and stuff like that in here. Right. The IBUs are low, like probably 12 or 20. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to blow you away, mostly because it wasn't supposed to. It's mm-hmm. just a beer that's been around for almost 600 years. Right. So low alcohol content, too. I mean, 5.1, that's not, that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. No, that's... That's workable. So give me a, we'll go back to the German style. So give me a, a and I know what the answer is here, a, a very popular German style lager. Hmm. Well, then, like there is one, um, Spaten mm-hmm. is one I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, Domestically, do we have anything domestic? That... Um, let's see. I wrote down a couple here. And I don't know if this are the ones that you're thinking, but these are the ones that I've I've had and I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and that are kind of regional or something we can get. So Shiner out of Shiner, Texas, makes yes. an amazing one. Yep, yep. And then Avery has one, and this is one of the only ones that I've ever seen. And there might be more, but the only one I've seen that's been barrel aged, mm-hmm. and that's called the Kaiser. I don't know if you've had that or I not. I have. Well, I, I I've been to Avery a number of times. It's potentially one of my favorites in Colorado. Yeah. So I've, Kaiser's great. So that's another one that's pretty popular, and it's it's about the only one that I know of as far as a craft brewer that's doing anything outlandish, and that's only because they've barrel-aged it. Right. So, And you can definitely tell. I mean, it is. it seems darker. I mean, yeah, it's, and the alcohol content is, is boosted pretty is good, too. higher, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess, you know, the more you get into it a little bit, the more it just kind of, I, I don't know if the flavor profile changes but it it's easy to drink it's not yes. bad it's it, it gets a little bit better as it warms up in the mm-hmm. glass i'd say you have to remember when you go to like an actual Oktoberfest or even the one that's over there right mm-hmm. they're not giving this in a 10 ounce dixie cup 
Right. You're getting in a liter a, mug. The big, what do they call them? The wrist breakers, man. Yeah, Those big monsters. for sure. Yeah. So like that's, that's the vessel you're getting this in, right? So it can't be super high. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that can handle warming because you can't mm-hmm. drink it. I mean, you could, but it would be a bad idea to drink it that fast and keep it that temperature. Dolan, so he, Dolan would do that. He could do it. Yes, I'm pretty would, sure. He would do I'm, it. I'm, I've, I've heard stories. Um, <laughs> but that's, for most people, that's not that's not in the cards or right. shouldn't be, right? So right. you have to have something that can handle that mm-hmm. um, time that it takes to drink that sort of beer. Sure. And still be able to function properly and not lose your stuff. Right. So a little bit on the uh, the background. I, and I love the story because I love, I love family-owned businesses. I love that, you know, that, that persevered. Uh, they it looks like they were founded in 1867. In they were German in, immigrants from Wisconsin. They moved to Wisconsin, so Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. I'm I couldn't tell you where that is. I'm not exactly sure. No, me neither. I've never been there. No, um, they they have a second location in Milwaukee. I do know where that is. Okay. Um, but in uh, so let's see in yeah German immigrants 1867. They, uh, they they were family owned all the way up to 1988 when they sold to Miller Brewing Company. Which eventually then became Molson Coors. Okay. So Molson Coors owns the Line and Kugel name and and brewery now. But what was interesting about this was when Miller Brewing Company, which was a subsidiary of uh, Philip Morris at the time, uh, they kept the Line and Kugel family running the the brewery. Hmm, okay. So all the way back in '88, they kept them. They kept on the whole family. They kept everything. They just they just essentially bought. All of it, the na- and then the, just let them do their thing, and they just let them do their thing, and they've and and that continued on through that you know through the uh, the evolution from you know into Molson yeah. Coors. So I, I like that a lot. I think that that says a lot that you know the the family is still involved, and it was from one generation to another. It was a father passed down to it was the father started, or it would be a great great grandfather, I guess, and then it was a son in law that took over all the way up to prohibition. During Prohibition, they made uh, they made near beer, they made non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer, and uh, soda water. And then once yeah. Prohibition was over, they uh, borrowed money. They mortgaged the Lighting Kugel family, mortgaged their houses and and everything that they could just to start brewing beer again. Hmm. So picked it back up and all the way up to '88 when they were purchased by Miller Brewing Company. So hopefully the family made. You know, decent chunk of cash off that. Yeah, it hopefully. didn't say how much, but eighty-eight. I, I can't imagine it was a ton, but probably well. not. I mean, and they're still doing it. It obviously runs in the family. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that I picked this one. And it's not going to like knock your socks off, really. But I know it would be something that most people could get a hold of this yes. time of year. Yep. Probably because of that Miller connection, where you know they can distribute more than than obviously Line and Kugels can. Yep. Um, the other reason I like this one from these guys is they don't do a lot of seasonals as a I think there's two or three. They have like a summer Kolsch, mm-hmm. this one, and then there's like the uh, snowdrift porter they'd make Christmas time. That's yep. like a chocolate vanilla beer. That's pretty good. Is it? So right. um, I know the summer shandy is probably one of their most popular ones. I would right? think I so. That's which is funny because it's like a what's well, half and half basically a shandy is a half half beer and half lemonade, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's they're making probably most of their money on half. Half of a beer. On half a beer. Yeah. It and still it's probably costs... not what, you know, great-grandpa Kugel thought of when he no. came over here. But no. as long as he kept the doors open, it's probably all right. I did see that uh, for their, it was like their 125th anniversary or something, they went back to the original recipe, the original German lager recipe, and hmm. they did it. And they made it into just one, like a one-time shot. 
I'd be interested to see one how that tasted. Yeah. And two, how well it sold. Yeah. Like, if, if our palates would, you know, appreciate yeah. something that it's always that funny because you'll see like Budweiser every once in a while will do some sort of gimmicky thing like that or mm-hmm. like they just had a beer released for the first time in a long time the red amber one for mm-hmm. like fourth of july or memorial day or something those old names you know yep have, they carry a lot of weight did you try that one by the way did you yeah try? yeah it was fine it was kind of it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of this because it has a little sweetness mm-hmm. you know on the on the back of this one it's not you're not drinking like a cup of syrup or anything but it's nope. it's definitely sweeter than in like an ipa or mm-hmm. something like that yeah and then the bottles were fun it was just a little those little hand grenade bottles mm-hmm. were, were kind of fun so uh, brewery tours. It's open Sunday through Wednesday from ten to six, and then I believe that's just the Chippewa Falls. They didn't have any. Um, I didn't see any times for the was it for the Milwaukee. Maybe that's just a distribution point. I don't know. Um, and then Thursday through Saturday, eleven to eight. They, it looks like pretty standard for breweries. If you know they do they do the tours. They have uh, they do some bands. They have a patio. It okay. looks like it almost looks like a uh, oh like a. Um, like you would think of like an Oktoberfest type of place with lots of patios, lots of lots of outside space. It's like the European style absolutely. sort of yeah. beer garden kind, kind of, of a feel. Barns in the back sort of look. Cool. Yeah, I think that's exactly that's exactly right. So I did I, some when I was looking some of this up today, I saw that the one that they have in Munich, the Oktoberfest they mm-hmm. sell was like what's what did I write down? Seven point seven million liters of this style of beer. That is a lot. That's a ton, a ton of that that wow. one kind of beer, and it's you know this isn't around all the time. So if right. you like this kind of beer, this is your time mm-hmm. of year to get it. Yep. And most places will have one. Yes. I know we always talk about Cross Train here because it's our kind of our local spot, but mm-hmm. that I think them and Pint Nine collaborated this year and made like a, a co op mm-hmm. version. So which I get hope a hold of that to try to this evening actually. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah, it, I think you're right. It, most every like every bar you go to right now will have some sort of Oktoberfest. More than likely, if it's not Line of Kugels, it'll be the Sam Adams, which seems to evolve just a little bit every year. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the first one to market too, for whatever reason. Like that's yeah. the first one I can find in stores. It's generally the first one that you'll find on tap yeah. in places, just because of the rotates the seasonal Sam Adams taps that are always there. Yeah, I think they're, and like with these guys, probably they're coming off of their summer shandy mm-hmm. taps most places, so yep. they'll be rolling this one in. If, if it's not there, it'll be there soon. Yeah, so Lighting Kugel's Oktoberfest. I'll tell you, man, I was not looking forward to this, and I, yeah, I, I, I could drink another one maybe. I don't know. There you go. It's better know. than no beer. It's That's true. That is absolutely true. Give it a shot. I, that was, at least the Oktoberfest style, it, it kind of scared me at first. And it, once I got into it, I was super happy with it. I can't try enough of them now. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of them too. I, I one of my uh, my father in law's favorite kind of beer too. So this is our our time of the year to go get after it and try all the different local and varieties. Try. I yeah. think uh, Kincader has a really good one down in Lincoln right now. They have a fantastic one that I've tried. It was uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. And then I saw that somebody said that these would pair good with like. Well, obviously pretzels, because oh. that's something great, right? And yes. And like, they said pork chops. Yep, yep. And then I saw uh, a recipe somebody used um, to make carrot cake. Oh. So, like, they used the beer in the batter okay. and uh, made a carrot cake with it, and then they paired it with that as well, and oh. they said that was pretty good. So Interesting. Maybe a little sweet hmm. uh, matches the beer just a little bit. I've used it once or twice doing uh, pork loin 
when I've mm-hmm. smoked a pork loin and I've had to use a you know a liquid mm-hmm. in there too, I've used that and it's uh, it's the because it's a little more sweet. You have to mm-hmm. watch. You have to watch a little bit closely. But for smoking it, it works like smoking nice. a pork loin or something. It, it works really really well. So dang yeah. Don't forget about your pizza and tacos. Well, it always goes with tacos. It does. Tacos are good at any time. Yeah. But I, I don't know if this beer would get it, be good at any time, but well, tacos would be. But with tacos, yeah. Next time we're gonna get Dolan a mic, and he can be on. He can be on with us too. I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. We'll bring that big liter glass and see what he can do with it. He'd be through two of them already. I don't know if we have the budget for. That we don't. Much. We don't really have the budget for that at all. <laughs> all right. All right. Next week we're talking more seasonal beers. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly which way we're gonna go yet, but I, I want to stay on that seasonal route. So. Tune in next week, and uh, yeah, we'll do one more. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Rich. All right, thanks, Brian. We'll see you next week. Mm